Hello and welcome to a very special episode of It's Symbolic. I'm Jacob Savage. I'm Mir. I'm Ben. Yeah. Do you have any idea what could make this very special? I mean, they probably do because they saw the title of the episode. And mm-hmm. if they've seen it, I mean, they'd probably get the joke. True, true, but God, God damn it, you're ruining all of my jokes. <laughs> I was actually, I was saving you here because it was sort of, it was <laughs> right, like, it, these were train tracks headed right off a cliff, you know? I don't think you even realized. <laughs> Fair. I mean, I, I was going to do a bitch. It's like, you know, I like to think that every episode is very special in its own way. Alright, that's pretty good. I'm sorry that I deprived you of that. Yeah. But regardless, now is the time to talk about Clone High. Way, way back in the 1980s, secret government employees dug up famous guys and ladies and made amusing genetic copies. Now the clones are sexy teens, now they're gonna make it if they try. Lovely learning, sharing, judging, time to laugh and shiver I have fond memories of this show, so I have been looking forward to this one, personally. Yeah. Do you have memories dating back how far? Like, high school. I don't remember how I learned about it, though. Huh. I I remember hearing about it for a while. I feel like, Mir, you were probably the one to finally convince me to watch it. That could very well be the case. Yeah. And Ben, you knew nothing about this. <laughs> Me? Uh, no, 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 no. I know about it. This is probably one of the things that we've seen that actually falls on the middle of the spectrum between I have no fucking idea about it and, like, I'm the only one here who knows about <laughs> it. <laughs> so, no, it's like I've seen a good We found a third of... option. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We're really breaking new ground here. Like, you know, I'm yeah. certainly... I've known about it for quite some time now, and I've seen assorted clips from it here and there, so I considered myself somewhat familiar. Yes. So, anyway, getting into the background of the show, there's not really much to it. It was created by friends Chris Miller and Phil Lord in college. Their original plan was to have its setting in a collegiate setting, but so eventually clone turned you. it back to high school, probably. <laughs> yes, clone you. They do mention a clone state in the show. So. Oh, well, beat me on that one. Uh, yeah. In 2000, they actually pitched the series to Fox, who immediately bought it, but did not end up taking it to series. Oh. And in turn, a year later, it was purchased by MTV, because this was... For one thing, the sort of era where adult animation was coming into play. I mean, Simpsons had already been popular for some time, but for better or for worse, it was around here that you had your South Park, your Family Guy. 
Well, MTV probably already had Beavis and Butthead for a while at this point. No? I, I, exactly. They had already had success between Beavis and Butthead and Daria. Mm-hmm. I don't know offhand if any of their other cartoons actually reached big name status the way those two did. but <laughs> They didn't quite reach Beavis levels. Yeah. <laughs> but, yes, it was produced by MTV and Viacom, and it was actually co-produced with the company Touchstone Television. So technically speaking, this is a Disney show. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> Lovely. Is it, yeah, it... Can it also... Does that make it part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe now? Oh my god. Part of the Star Wars universe? I, I can actually make there. an argument for that, but we'll get into <laughs> that later. <laughs> what? We will? Yes. It was around this time that Bill Lawrence joined as producer. It, he had already had success by this point from his previous shows, Spin City. And this show that he had come up with and launched around this time called Scrubs. Oh. You may have heard of it. I have heard of that one. That's the, that's the one where the Fortnite dance comes from. <laughs> Wait, what? That's what that show is known for. I have never heard this before. What's Fortnite? <laughs> anyway, I wish I could be you in this very instance. <laughs> yeah, the show actually has a lot of ties to Scrubs. Yeah, there are a lot of Scrubs actors who do voices in this show. I only know most of the leads voiced either cameo or recurring characters. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow, I, I'm really not particularly observant with that, I guess. Yeah. Other than the one that you pointed out was literally a Scrubs character. Yes. they. Bill Lawrence did later say that he got the name of the janitor from Scrubs from Clone High, in which huh. the actor played a janitor. <laughs> Take your time, Glenn! That doesn't need dusting, thank you. You guys, do me a favor. Have yourselves a great day. So, I don't know, maybe Scrubs also ties into this multiverse theory. Holy shit. <laughs> it gets deeper. Wow. Yeah. Character designs for the show were by Kerry Yost, who's probably best known for his work on stylized shows of the 90s. He did work on Ren and Stimpy, Powerpuff Girls, Dexter's Lab, oh. Samurai Jack, which they've cited as an influence for the visual how could, style. How can you do appealing stuff, then also do Ren and Stimpy? To be fair, Ren and Stimpy is the oldest of these. That's he true. He grew into it. <laughs> That's true. Very true. Yeah, the series was given to MTV, Paramount distributed it, and... It first aired November 2nd, 2002. And how to describe this show? Well, I feel like the synopsis, like, the general synopsis of the show is pretty straightforward now. Yeah, it's yeah. given in the theme song. For yeah. <laughs> but, you know, in case you have selective hearing loss or whatever, we'll give it to you. Gandhi, this year is going to be different. Taller, I've got slightly bigger sideburns. I spent all summer on my high fives and my finger snaps. I finally have the acceptance I so crave. Joan of Arc, up top! 
Don't touch me, Gandhi. So the show is about a secret government conspiracy that cloned <laughs> famous historical figures. Hence the clone in Clone High. And the high part comes from the fact that these clones are now all in high school. It's all sort of presented like this, I guess, like CW-esque, like high school shitty drama. Yeah, it's it was written as a parody of the teen dramas at the time, like Beverly Hills 90210 or Dawson's Creek. Which, I have never seen an episode of any of those. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel like at that point, I knew to stay away. Like, I wasn't, in 2002 or whatever, I was, like, eight, so I wasn't old enough to be interested in those sort of things, and by the time I was old, like, by the time I was older, I knew better than to go back and watch stuff like that. <laughs> exactly. I just really know those names from when I see other media from the time. Yeah, definitely. It. It's yeah. like, for me, the point of reference is like Amanda's show doing a parody of it or something like that. <laughs> and I feel like they were brought up in Animorphs a lot for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like if you, you go back you having, and look at it, you having such exposure, shows... you having such exposure to Animorphs did a took your growth and development in a whole different direction. Are you implying something? <laughs> I'm saying it's traumatizing. Hmm. Fair. <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> That's not what we're here to talk about. That also just exemplifies just how different the media that Ben and I were into growing up was. <laughs> See, I was into everything. Weed, grass, ganja, Reefer, marijuana, Mary Jane. I did it all. I even smoked pot once. The primary characters that the show focuses on are Abe Lincoln, voiced by brief Saturday Night Live, Will Forte. Wait, really? Yeah. I didn't even notice. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. He's I mean, pretty I much you... the only one who wasn't, A, one of the producers <laughs> from Scrubs, or C, from Mad TV. <laughs> like, this show's just one big interconnection among these things. I guess that makes sense for an MTV show. Yeah. So, we've got Abe Lincoln, who's, you know, the awkward, nice guy. But, you know, before that became aggravating. Well, it's still pretty aggravating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's one of the less aggravating examples. Yeah, he, Abe is a little more endearing. You know what you're getting into, and that's out of my friendship. And you know what hurts the most, Joan? This nail I just stepped on. But there's a metaphorical nail in my other foot that hurts the second most, and it's from you backstabbing me. So maybe instead of the nail metaphor, I should have used a stabbing metaphor. But it's too late for that now, isn't it? I guess it is. I don't think they necessarily actively, like, try really hard to make him sympathetic either, which probably yeah. makes it yeah, easier to actually have sympathy. <laughs> Everyone, stop your pie war! I have something to say. Please! My 8-inch Abe wants to talk to you. He's in my pants. Come on, everybody! Let's go out behind this building and I'll show him to you. Yes. You've also got Joan of Arc, played by Nicole Sullivan, who's, you know, the obligatory goth girl that every cartoon of the early to mid-2000s had. My favorite. I think they probably still do. Every time. Oh, do they? <laughs> Every time what? I said my favorite. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. 
That's fair. Abe, you're too tired to be grocery shopping. Your reflexes are shot. My reflexes are fine. In three seconds, I'm going to slap you across the face. <laughs> you have a problem! You see... Uh, Gandhi, played by Michael McDonald, who cracked under the pressure of living up to the original Gandhi and became a wild party animal. It's what he would have wanted. <laughs> if he grew up in a better social climate, then that's that's what he could have hoped to achieve. Oh my god! What are you implying? <laughs> I'm just saying he could have had a more lax lifestyle if he didn't have, you know, so much shit to deal with. If it wasn't for the UK. <laughs> Hundreds of years of British everything. imperialism. John. You gotta bust me out before shower time. I'm talking to some lawyers, Gandhi. We're doing everything we can. Joan, I haven't gotten a single high five since I've been in here. Could you give me a few under the table? Everyone else is getting them. We've also got JFK, played by Chris Miller, who's the trope of the hot jock guy who's an idiot and self-centered, but really popular. And he's weirdly a mix of, like, uh, like, uh, a bully and like a very modern sense who talks about sex all the time but also like a 50s greaser type kind <laughs> of who talks about how he's yeah. gonna sock him one and stuff like that i mean part of it's the aesthetic the other part it's because they're on mtv and they can get away with saying sex yeah yeah someone else who can i can stay up all night long oh yeah accentuated the up and also the uh, long for what i hope are uh, obvious reasons so let's get back together and bone up on the PXJTs! <laughs> Guess what the P stands for? Penis! <laughs> There's Cleopatra, played by Krista Miller, who's the vain, pretty popular girl. You didn't say what you wanted. I clearly stated that I wanted something that was A, expensive, B, bought, and C, not lovingly handcrafted! And they're rounded out by... Principal Cinnamon J. Scudworth. <laughs> Where does this full name come from? I don't remember hearing it in the show. It was said occasionally. Oh. Oh, yeah, they said I'm it sorry, this is once that. again me not being very observant. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, he is the mad scientist principal of Clone High, who is going against his superior's wishes by attempting to design a clone-themed theme park. I first got the idea for Cloney Island after seeing the movie Jurassic Park 3. But my ill-conceived amusement park will be filled with human clones instead of zoo animals. It's as foolproof as the amusement park in the movie itself! <laughs> he is aided in this by his vice principal slash butler slash dehumidifier, Mr. Butlertron, also voiced by Chris Miller who is the competent member of the cast who refers to everyone as Wesley. Thanks, Mr. B. I love you. Don't mention it. Wesley. Now, this was lost on everyone, I'm sure, but that's a reference to the show Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> yep, lost yeah. on me for sure. Yeah, I mean... 100%. That show went off the air in 1990, so... Whoops, wasn't born. <laughs> yeah. That would keep you from being familiar with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a great f***ing idea. Mr. B! 
language. The the average episode was a very special episode where the leads would learn about something important <laughs> with a capital I. Like I know that in the short use in the short time that uh I have I am living a life having watched this show, I've been able to apply those principles on a daily basis. Yes. And I'm more enriched as an individual for it. But yes, it's all like drugs or death or or Christmas. How important or not Christmas. Is. Yes. Or ADD. <laughs> oh yeah. Which that episode is probably the one of the best examples of the show's tone as Gandhi is diagnosed with ADD. And it's treated in the same way that every other show of the era treated AIDS. Did you hear? Did you hear? Gandhi is ADD. Incurable disease. Did you hear? Did you hear? Don't tell Paul Revere. Gandhi is contagious. Totally outrageous. A disease with initials. That's the worst kind. ADD has warped his mind. Did, did you, you hear? hear? Did you hear? Don't tell Paul Revere. Don't tell Paul Revere. Don't tell Paul Revere. Which leads to some questionable bits, but it's also very good satire. (laughs) I mean, a bit unrealistic. Any sort of ostracization or abuse that I got for having ADD was from the faculty, not the students. Yeah. (laughs) Hi there, friend. Wow, Tom Green! Who? You work here? Oh, I always make time to teach kids the facts about ADD and or ADHD, its hyperactive cousin. Huh? Hey, you're reading my book. Touch the book. Lick 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 the Another book. aspect of the show is that despite being this really simple gags, which a lot of them admittedly are kind of, like I said, that early 2000s adult style humor, lowest common denominator. There's, there's also yeah. a lot of historical gags. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, this is a show that you will appreciate if you know your history. <laughs> Buddy Holly! Is there any room on your plane? Well, let me see. It's me, Richie Valens, the Big Bopper, Jim Croce, Stevie Ray Vaughan, and uh, a half of Leonard Skinner. Yeah, I guess there's room for one more. Though there's enough surface-level stuff that dumb guys like me can appreciate it, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's enough of a small supporting cast that they can get away with some odd stuff. Catherine the Grey, you ready to do the dry humpty hump? Ah, get off your high horse. God, I don't even know where I'm going with this. Do either of you have anything to say about the actual content? Um... I was so excited about talking about this that I took shitty notes. That's kind of a broad question. The content is literally like you're saying, what do you think? What do you think? Uh, I, I mean, without... Is there anything that really stands out? Gosh. Um, for a show that very regularly makes me cringe, it also <laughs> makes me laugh very loudly. Uh, yes. Much more yeah. often, I would say. 
Um, I, I did feel like the cringy bits were a lot more in the earlier episodes before they really found their footing. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it definitely... I, I noticed as we were watching, it like picked up a lot after like the first episode and stuff like that. Yeah. Some of the violent sort of, um, I guess, early 2000s sort of edgy humor made me cringe in a different way, in a more yeah. physical pain way. Oh, uh, yeah. like, ugh. Uh, <laughs> like a particular... This show isn't pleasant. Like a lot of... <laughs> some of the gags in the uh, not Christmas episode. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of... The worst of them. A lot of faces getting sliced open there. <laughs> I'm going to get some bite-sized wieners now. Bite-sized wieners! Oh, God! Oh, who put razor blades in these? Why does my mouth keep getting cut up? Uh, let's see. They also like their blind jokes a lot. Oh, yeah. Since one of the supporting characters, who, for the record, was voiced by Turk from Scrubs. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Really? Yeah, he yes. he played a number of characters. Um, really? Yeah. He was Toots. Uh, he was Martin Luther King and George Washington Carver, among others. But I am so bad at placing these voices. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, unlike a lot of these, he actually does variation. Yeah. In the voices. Yeah. yeah. I'm Toots, Joan of Arc's foster grandpa. Now, I may be blind, but I can see certain things loud and clear. This is a room full of scared people making decisions based on fear and ignorance. Now, when I left the house this evening, I intended to go to Giovanni's Italian restaurant. I could tell I'm in the wrong place. So if you'll excuse me, I'll leave and let you get on with your meeting. He voice acts. He acts with his voice. <laughs> yeah, because no, I'm like I I I I like know George Washington Carver's voice in my head, and I'm just like that doesn't really sound that much like Turk, but. Shaka hmm. Brada, George Washington Carver. Damn it, Gandhi! You know how I hate to be interrupted while I'm in my peanut lab. Okay, check this out. I have this ass-kicking idea for the film fest. It's about these two. Cops. Yeah, he played like a half dozen characters. Zach Braff played a couple. God, N Neil Flynn played. As many as Donald Faison did. Yeah, he was Julius Caesar, Buddy Holly, uh, Moses. Moses. <laughs> a few others. This is definitely like a fun thing to see on someone's IMDB page. <laughs> Just see all these like <laughs> historical figures. That yeah. that. <laughs> That's how you show range. <laughs> oh, he played Jesus, huh? <laughs> dream. A dream we'd have ham and cheese sandwiches for lunch. But Moses, you are shattering my dream. But Martin Luther King Jr., you know I'm a Jew. And also lactose intolerant. Freeze! Now let's resolve this fight using conflict mediation. Try passing this egg from one spoon to another using only your mouths. Wow, I never saw it from that perspective before. Me either. I now realize I should be more tolerant of lactose. This show is also defined in part by not being incredibly topical, but still very topical. Like, 
it didn't hinge on you being a viewer in 2002, but it helped. <laughs> God, no, like, I feel like all of the pop culture references and any amount of topical humor has aged really well just because it comes from this era <laughs> that's associated with such, like, ridiculous cheese, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yes. Time limit on the films? Would Hugh tell a sunset that it couldn't last forever? Sunsets last six minutes. Does a sunset have a soundtrack featuring Smash Mouth? See and ya. that's not even getting into the celebrity cameos. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. And they got some big names for the time. <laughs> Surprisingly so, yes. Like, they got Tom Green it, back would... when he was considered a celebrity. You would think it's not a cult show based off of some of the talent they had. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... The Extreme Blue High School Presidential Debate with celebrity panelist Marilyn Manson, Mina Suvari, and introducing Murray T. Wayans. And now... I mean, nothing says top show of 2002 like mm. having an appearance from Mandy Moore <laughs> and Jack Black. I, I don't know. I feel, if anything, having Jack Black in a cameo has only sort of That's become eternal. more commonplace. Yeah. It's, it was never not commonplace. <laughs> True. He's, he'll, he'll, he's always there, he's always been there, and he will always be there. Yeah. If you look back at stuff from the 30s, I'm sure you can find somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Just keep your eyes open. You, you, you look in your old photographs and Jack Black was there all along. <laughs> And if you spot Jack Black, write it down on a postcard. <laughs> send it to its P.O. box number. I don't know where I'm going with this joke. Yeah, we don't actually have a P.O. box, sorry. If you want us to get a P.O. box, write it down on a postcard and tape it to your front window or something. Contribute to our Patreon so we can fund our P.O. box so that you can send us stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jack Oddly Black's, enough, for a show uh, from the early 2000s, they also had a lot of references to Full House. And Air Bud. Yeah. Which I know is the way into your heart, Ben. Coincidentally, both of those actually really get me every time. <laughs> <laughs> they do have a rule at Clone High that the dog cannot play on the sports team. <laughs> <laughs> no. Feel it! There's nothing in the rule book that says a giraffe can't play football. Ah, <sighs> fuck. Why didn't they have any famous dog clones? Like, uh... Good question. What's her name, Laika? Oh, oh, I yeah. was gonna bring up Laika. I'm impressed. Hell yeah, I'm smart! <laughs> <laughs> On a side note, if you ever actually do the research on Laika, it's an incredibly depressing story. Yeah, that... Uh, she makes me cry every time I read about her. All I know is that in the music video game Poppin' Music, there's a song based off of Laika that's also really sad. <laughs> So there you go. Only now I want Laika to appear on Clone High as a talking dog. Is that too much to ask for? <laughs> that is there can... a better way to appeal and honor the memory of the Truly. fallen Russian cosmonauts? Truly. Maybe we can buy the IP rights to the show so we can add Laika. 
We'll add that to the Patreon. <laughs> there you go. Just stretch goal. <laughs> Patreons have those, right? Yeah. Fine. Whatever. This random dog is your new president. Hey, new president. That's a cute cop. Boy, we're all over the place, huh? Yeah, there's a couple episodes that I did want to bring up specifically. Go for it. And I did talk about their ADD one. There's also... And I've seen polls that seem to consider this one the best episode. The episode Raisin the Stakes, a rock opera in three acts. <laughs> yeah. Which, they didn't just do a musical episode, they did a rock opera episode. Good. And it is legitimately one of the best musical episodes I've ever seen. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's solid. Even though I realized while watching it that most of it is the who's Tommy. <laughs> yeah. Like, midway through after you said that, like, the, I noticed that the guitars were, like, exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't worry, there's a bit of hair and Pink Floyd's The Wall as well, but it's mostly Tommy. <laughs> and it is very good. <laughs> and it's raising us Is also the episode where they arguably missed the mark. Their episode Litter Kills, literally. Did you see what they did there? Uh, uh. But this is the episode where tonight someone dies. <laughs> A character that has definitely always been in the show. Yeah. I, I mentioned Ponce at the beginning of the show, didn't I? JFK with Punk's Daily Own. What a surprise. Are you guys ever apart? Oh, Punk's, you are a regular character. Yes. Yeah, we, we went on like ten minutes about him. Yeah. How could you not? He's just I so thought, great. I know, that was kind of embarrassing how long we went on about that, but it's just yeah. like, what else can you do? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. For I may need to rescind some of the things you said, Ben. <laughs> uh, they were maybe a bit lusty, I understand that Yeah, it's a bit much We try to keep it PG here But sometimes, you know <sighs> Just can't help myself Have you listened to our previous episodes? <laughs> <laughs> Look, PG has a wide range of, like, ex- acceptability uh, yeah. it, can ra- it can range between, like, one fart joke And, like, Someone dies on screen. <laughs> Everyone's littering because they look up to you. You've got to stop. What, Joan? Is litter gonna kill me? What the? Ow! Candy wrapper cut! Ugh. Ugh. Cranberry apple in my bloodstream! Speaking of dying on screen, Ponce unfortunately <laughs> passes away, and the rest of the episode is just so overblown in its parody of morning episodes of teen shows 
then it loops right back around to being sad again. <laughs> yeah. Now Mario's dead! I'm killing everyone! Oh, why couldn't Bonds have had three lives like Mario? I have seen people saying that it is actually legitimately difficult to watch if you have gone through something similar. Yeah. There were a couple of times I actually got a little choked up. Yeah, uh. Believe it, which is... It's also... It also has some of the funniest moments. Yeah. The series. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the ending punchline really got us. I guess some people rely on litter for their jobs. Maybe littering is good. In moderation. In moderation! But, yeah, if I pull away for a bit before we go into the show's ending. Yeah. Needless to say, one primary aspect of the series did not necessarily go over very well. Oh? And that is the character of Gandhi. Wow. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Yeah. Who... I don't know. I'm not going to get into politics, but he is still held in very high reverence in his native India. Mm -hmm. And given that he is the show's wacky comic relief... Abe, remember how I was so excited about seeing the movie American Pie that I couldn't sleep the night before? And remember that scene where the guy has sex with the pie? Well, I don't. Because I fell asleep in the theater. Why don't you just rent it? it Extremely horny. over so well with them. Yeah. And this actually got to the point where they held protests. Oh, wow. Yeah, they held protests. Like They, like, gathered at Viacom's India branch and vowed to hold a hunger strike in protest. Yeah. And, and in turn, they were basically threatened that MTV as a whole would be banned in India if they didn't take the show off the air. Yeah, it's a pretty high stakes. We're there. Yeah, I mean, this is this isn't a show that shied away from religion at all. There's an appearance from a character, Jesus Cristo. So, <laughs> yeah, Jesus Cristo. Do you know the story of Joan of Arc? Yeah, I seen a movie I got on DVD. She was like 16, right? And then God told her to make the Frenchies fight the Ingleses. You know, the people that drink tea all the time and have big teeth. And then people started getting mad because she was hearing voices. And then at the end, she got cooked like a steak. Pretty good. I think, and I think Buddha was one of, like, Gandhi's friends who were sort of like one of the losers, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, there were appearances from Moses. They. It's incredibly hard to see, but there is a Hitler clone at one point. In the background. Oh, um, I didn't notice. I missed He's that. wearing a peace armband. Mm. But since the show was already kind of pulling low ratings, MTV canceled the series eight episodes in. Wow. So five episodes were never shown Wait. as part of its initial run. Oh. They also kind of screwed over their entire animation department right after. They got rid of pretty much everything. Oh, no. The following I can't really summer. think of a whole lot of, like, MTV... Well, I guess I can't think of a whole lot in general, but I can't think of any after that. But as a result, the series wasn't actually seen in full in the U.S. until 2016. 
Wow. I mean, it was available online, though, right? Yeah. And it did air somewhat regularly in Canada. Mm. But they knew that the show was going to get cancelled. So they planned the infamous ending with this in mind. The final episode is all about the winter prom. You know, Cleo, prom is an important time for all teens. For example, it's where we all lose our virginity. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, right, we're all virgins. Cleo, the primary love triangle between Abe, Joan, and Cleo comes to a head. Shenanigans ensue. John Stamos is there. God, he so is, and I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot that he actually showed up. <laughs> like I said, every Full House joke just like hits the mark with me. So. <laughs> Oh my god, you guys got so hot. You used to be like... I don't know, are we going to have to cover Fuller House one of these days? No. <laughs> I, I, don't li- I don't like Full House. I just think jokes about it are funny. <laughs> Nobody should like Full House. Like, come on. I kind of That's grew up on it. That's a fair assessment. I mean, me too, but it's still like... <laughs> I know Full House isn't good. No, <laughs> <laughs> Wow, this is the amulet that Gildemore spoke of. And there's an inscription on the bottom. Cut it. Yes, due to slightly discussed circumstances, the prom is held at the local meat locker. (laughs) And. You make do. Yeah, Scudworth's bosses, the board of shadowy figures, find out his plans and decide to terminate him and seize the clones. On prom, prom night, but that's the best time in to an do escape. It. <laughs> Sorry, Scott you cut off. Leads everyone to one of the lockers and freezes them in. <laughs> Everybody, Scubworth and Mr. Butlertron are the only characters to survive. (laughs) I mean, they're not dead, but they're frozen. They're sleeping. Yeah. Suspended animation, if you will. (laughs) I will. But yes, everyone does include John Stamos. (laughs) Well, he was bleeding out anyway, so this is present. And it was his idea. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was his noble sacrifice. trapped inside, and I tried to kill you. Repeatedly. Yeah, I know. 
But it turns out I'm just a really nice guy. Helping others is what John Stamos is all about. Thank you, Stamos. You've had a good run. So it was his way of having mercy on the clones. Yeah. You got it? You get it? Yeah, yeah. I, I sure do. He says, have mercy on Full House. That's like, um, uh, I didn't watch Full House. Okay, well, let me, let me go back a bit then. So, um, <laughs> so Uncle Joey, he says, cut it out, right? They reference that on the show too. I, I, I thought uh, that Uncle was Jesse, the Olsen twins. Yeah. No, 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 no. The Olsen twins say, you got it, dude. Got it? Yes. Yeah, that's what they we're say. gonna have they to say, release this episode under two names. <laughs> they say, you got it, dude. Anyways, Uncle Jesse says, have mercy. You know? Will there be uh, a test? What the fuck does Stephanie say? She, when she was, like, little, she would say, how rude. Yes, thank you. That's right. (laughs) Oh, how could I forget? (laughs) Um, Let's see. Are there any other catchphrases he needs to know about? Uh... Look, there weren't... I didn't watch television in the 90s that wasn't Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) Look, me neither, but Full House reruns were everywhere. (laughs) And if next time you rewatch it, you can get all the Full House jokes now. So the show was kind of seen <laughs> as a failure. Clone High, not Full House. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it it actually got really mixed reviews upon its original release. Was this just the general opinion towards adult animation at the time? I mean, I guess Simpsons probably changed a lot of people's minds on it. But yeah, I mean, like... Simpsons changed people's minds on it like ten years earlier. Yeah, so I'm wondering what, like, the state of adult animation at this point is. Um, like I said, very South Park. Yeah, but South Park was well-received. Yeah. For whatever reason. I mean, part of it is that television critics in general just watch the first episode and that's it. Ah. That's their first mistake. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I know that they've redone it in recent years. Like, I think it was BoJack Horseman... Where they changed the general policy to cover whole seasons, at least for shows that are released in bulk like that. Yeah. Hmm. Since, you know, that sort of thing in particular, it's a whole product. But yeah, the first episode was kind of written off as weak. You know, the occasional show's potential, but... Yeah, I can get I get where they're coming from with that. Yeah. Yeah, And over time, thanks to the internet, word of mouth spread and the series got a much more positive reputation. I know some more well-known sites, such as Television Without Pity, have hailed it as a masterpiece. Hmm. And IGN actually had a poll on top animated series and it got number five. Wow. Mm, Yeah, wow. But... I don't know. Maybe it's mostly because of the memes. There are a lot of memes associated with the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say what? Cut! No, 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 man. You're making me fall asleep. To death, bro. Okay, the line is... Say what? Say what? Say what? Say what? Say... Say... What? Say what? Got it! This character is not me. Say what? It's a very fun show to quote. Yes. <laughs> and I will admit, there are bits that I do sprinkle into my lexicon occasionally. 
And I think just sort of holding your hands up in front of your face like they do very often just expresses a very unique emotion that can apply to so many situations. It's kind of like the Tim Buckley face, but good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) As for the aftermath, so Bill Lawrence went back to his show, Scrubs. Don't know what happened to it after that. (laughs) <laughs> and uh-huh. some of the actors went on to success like okay so will forte went on to snl nicole sullivan was on king of queens and maybe known among contemporary audiences at least among our generation for voicing one of the lead villains in kim possible that's how i recognized the voice <laughs> mm-hmm. as for lord and miller they actually went on to some fairly big stuff. Yeah. Oh? They wrote a few films that you may have heard of. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, mm-hmm. 21 Jump Street, and its sequel. Mm-hmm. The Lego mm-hmm. Movie. Why? I have heard of those. <laughs> yes. What do you know? And they also co-produced the, or co-created, I think, the series last man on earth which starred will forte huh funny how these things come around yeah they were also actually attached to the han solo movie for a while but creative differences kind of forced them to leave weird okay their later works are actually peppered with references to clone high really i haven't seen it apparently 22 jump street has a lot of the same jokes (laughs) and there's the occasional nod, like, the Lego movie has Will Forte playing Abe Lincoln. <laughs> House divided against itself would be better than this. Abraham Lincoln, you bring your space chair right I, too, occasionally rip off my own jokes. <laughs> oh, constantly. It's so convenient. <laughs> yeah, why, why do you think I started a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, they've joked that most of their career has been dedicated to getting the series back on the air. They have talked about a movie, but they currently have contracts with Fox, I believe. And the rights still belong to MTV and Viacom. Ah, yeah. Yeah. So, they have, however, shared some of their plans for the later seasons. For example, in response to the Gandhi controversy, it came up with two possible solutions. Is one of them kill Gandhi? <laughs> Kinda. Yes. Gandhi just never shows up again, and nobody mentions it. <laughs> that's you know that's kind of that's kind of believable. That's the kind of gag that I absolutely love. To be <laughs> honest. <laughs> the other solution would be to reveal that there was a mix-up at the cloning laboratory, and he's not a clone of Gandhi at all. He's a clone of Gary Coleman. <laughs> well, okay. I think that might be more offensive if they say that Gandhi can get confused with Gary Coleman. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. This was before Coleman's death, so <laughs> there's that at least. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Also said that they would start season two by having the characters just walking to school the way they do in the first episode. And then realizing that they have no idea what happened between the last episode and that. (laughs) 
furthermore, their long-term plans would be that season one was junior year, season two was the first half of senior year, season three was the second half of senior year, season four they all get caught in a wormhole and it's senior year again. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and season five is college. What <laughs> could have been. Yeah. Yeah, like I've said, they want to bring it back, they don't know if it would necessarily be i believe they've been quoted as saying defanged in a sense because while not the most offensive show it does have its moments yeah i really don't think that there's like that much that they would need to remove it's definitely i don't really think it's like super like edgy tearing down the institution like you know that sort of thing yeah and it's the sort of thing that's been done by now oh yeah definitely like, no, that's the thing. The face of animation has changed so much in the last ten years, as it does every yeah. ten years. Jesus <laughs> Christ, not ten years. Yes. It's been fifteen years since the show was on the air. Well, yeah, it has, huh? God, but I mean, I, I feel like the, aside from the references, it doesn't feel like it's aged at all. Yeah, it's the same sort of humor you still see. In modern day, which may be partially because Lord and Miller have remained somewhat relevant mm -hmm. this whole time. But who knows? It may just be that it stands up really well. Yeah. Yeah, something something about the, like, really dated jokes is kind of <laughs> endearing, honestly. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. We were, like, every time we would be like... Oh, that's dating the show some more. I got a mm -hmm. lady rap demo for Ashley Angel from O Town. Who? He's that teen idol from that boy band? In sync? No. Backstreet Boys? No. 98 Degrees? No. Menudo? No. He's in the band O Town. Oh, you mean the superstar who hosts the Spring Break Dance Academy? God. I mean, even the very premise of the teen drama that they were mocking. Yeah, you don't see that so much now. Yeah, the CW and WB aren't really so big anymore. I don't know what they'd parody now. Like, I guess, like, all those, like, spin-off superhero TV shows are what those networks show now. Hmm. Speaking of which, going back to earlier, oh. like I said, they've included references in the Lego movie. The Lego brand, since they have all those weird crossover games, is tied to Marvel. Uh. <laughs> oh and it's all in a snow globe being imagined by an autistic child. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But, God, even with the aging, this still remains one of my favorites, and I unironically love it. It's very fun. Like, yeah. Aside from like, you know, we already mentioned, there's some stuff that feels, like, sort of, eh. But yeah. for the most part, there's, like, way, like, there's more than enough clever stuff to make up for that. Yeah. yeah I was I... pleasantly surprised to find it still funny. Yes. Yeah. I was pretty uncomfortable with, like, how sexual it was with these yeah. teens. Yeah. But. Yeah. I mean, I get that. I get that. I. Like teens have sex and also that it's it wasn't like unique in that perspective yeah. a lot I mean, of i get 
I get that the reason that they had most of that, I would like to assume, is in order to further parody the dramas of that era. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. If I'm going to be totally honest, I kind of feel like the show would be just as good, if not better, if it wasn't parodying the whole drama thing. Like, I don't know, maybe that's a bit of an out-there take, because the show would be totally different, but it's sort of like, I feel like the writing is so clever independently that I don't really think it needs to fall back on the novelty of, like, oh, like, you know, all these historical figures and a teen drama. Yeah. Like, it's a very special episode. Yeah, and there's also just the fact that I think the parodying of a teen drama is something that's been done a whole lot and doesn't necessarily hold up as a concept quite as well nowadays. Yeah. Like, I don't know, that's just, like, maybe, like, the one... The, 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 like, one relatively negative thing that stood out to me. I don't think it was, like, necessarily detrimental, but it's just sort of, like, I don't know if this really adds that much. Yeah. I could have seen less of, uh, teen girls in their underwear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you mind? Some of us are nailing Catherine the Great here. Or should I say Catherine the So-So? To be fair, the main time they made a big deal out of it, the joke was then they ended up not making a big deal out of it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it's censored, but there is some nudity, and it is kind of awkward. It's... Don't watch it with your parents. Yeah. <laughs> Are you gonna? <laughs> I don't know, I've don't watched know. some uncomfortable stuff with my parents before. <laughs> I don't think parents would really parents just won't wouldn't get it i think yeah. my dad would appreciate this show <laughs> my mom I mean, would I probably not i feel like parents now may be the intended audience back then fuck you're right oh my god my parents have always wow. been kind of old so that's just wow yeah 15 years and young adult audience wow my, yeah my parents were in their late 40s when this show aired. Oh, yeah, no, my, my parents are definitely way too old for it, but there are parents who... Yeah, parents today. Have, like, who... teenagers of their own now. Yeah. That's so weird. That's a little close, yeah. but... <laughs> I don't know. This could be your only chance to drown the slippery otter, to harpoon the salty long German, to verb the adjective noun... It's even no. It's a shame that it didn't get as good treatment as it may have deserved. But the recent upswing in popularity shows higher hopes for its future, I guess. Mm hmm. At the very least, it doesn't feel like it drew itself out too long or anything like that. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's not it's not too long a watch, and it's all pretty good at least. Yeah. So. And it's. A very good way to go out as well. Better than Scrubs. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Lawrence at the top of his game. <laughs> and who knows if this is the top of our game. You'll need to stick around to find out. Thank you for listening to It's Symbolic. I can't wait to find out myself. Yeah. If you want to contact us for any reason, feedback, discussion, or suggestions, you can contact Insults. us. Insults. 
please don't insult us. Or or are you saying that we can insult them? Whichever will get them to tell their friends. <laughs> yes. We, anyway, we are on Twitter at It's Symbolic PC or email at It's Symbolic Podcast at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram, It's Symbolic Podcast. If you want to see, I don't know, uncomfortable amounts of teenage girls in their underwear, we don't really have a good joke. No, for this I don't one. think we're going to put. I don't think we're going to put that there. Yeah, probably yep, not. Probably not. Almost certainly there's not. But there's only stuff. one way to find out. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to tell you. But also, uh, be sure to spread the word if you like what we're doing. And however you're listening, iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, whatever, leave a rating and review. It helps a lot. And if you don't like it, send it to someone you don't like, and you'll have just wasted an hour of their time. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but don't don't send it to me. I've already heard it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, I'm Jacob. I'm here. I'm Ben. Next time, we're gonna do... I don't know. Whatever. We're gonna get Josh to drive. Wrong, we're gonna sit in a diner. I don't know the topic here, so I can't really contribute. Yeah. But I'm sure that you all set up for like on point there. So I'm really proud of you. I'm forgetting you. I'm forgetting you. Ha ha ha! Nothing bad ever happens to the Kennedys! Wow!